Welcome to the Growing in Love for Life podcast, where it's all about saving and strengthening your marriage and creating the relationship you really deserve and want to have. And now, from growinginloveforlife.com, relationship and marriage coach and best-selling author, your host, Liam Naden. Episode 16 of the Growing in Love for Life podcast. Hello everyone, it's Liam Naden here again from growinginloveforlife.com and welcome to this week's episode of our podcast. And this week I want to talk about something I think is really, really important but it gets overlooked by a lot of people when they're, when they're struggling with their marriage. And I've called this episode, Save and Strengthen Your Marriage with the Power of Shared Interests. You know, shared interests are really, really important, and they're so important, I think they're actually one of the fundamental glues, if you like, that not only hold a marriage together, but one of the things that really defines a great marriage. And it's one of the main differences between a great marriage and not only an average or an ordinary marriage, but one that's actually struggling as well. And it's one of the big differences I've found with couples who are in great marriages is they not only do spend a lot of time together, but during the time they're spending together, they're sharing things they're both interested in. So they've, they've managed to find a way to, to combine their time together with, with, with uh, developing shared interests. So creating shared interests, having things that you're both interested in together and are doing together is really, really important. And that's what we're going to talk about today in this in this podcast. Because if your marriage is struggling and you're trying to save it, or even if you just want to improve it, then if you can find a way to not only increase the amount of time you spend with your spouse, but you can find a way to increase the amount of quality time, and that's through shared interests, then it's definitely something you're going to find is going to make a really big difference. So as I said, this is what we're going to talk about. I'm going to give you some ideas which I hope you will find useful and helpful and you can take away and start to make a difference in your own marriage. All right, well, first off, let's just talk a little bit about what shared interests actually are. Now, pretty obviously, shared interests are things that you're both interested in, and they might be activities or experiences, but the key is that you enjoy doing them together with your spouse or your partner. But there's a couple of important things to note about that. And the first thing is, when you're thinking about what a shared interest actually is, then obviously the key is that both partners enjoy the activity. And again, you might think that's pretty obvious, but often I talk to couples and I see couples, and they're trying to develop a shared interest where one of them is is really just going along with the other. It's maybe something that they're not particularly interested in, but but they want to do things together with their spouse or they realize how important it is to do something with their spouse but then but it's not something they're particularly interested in so they're just going along with it if you like now one way that's that's commendable it's good that they're trying to do that but the problem is that if one person is enjoying something and the other is is really only doing it with them to keep them happy then it's never really going to last and in fact sometimes what happens is the person who's not really enjoying it starts to develop a bit of resentment about the other person. So that's the first important thing to note, that it's got to be something you're both interested in. 
And the second thing is that you need to have within yourself a belief and, if you like, a willingness to find shared interests and to know that you're going to be able to find things that you both equally enjoy without compromise. So again, when I, I often see people and they, they think, they have this belief, well, I'm ne never really going to find something that we're both interested or that I'm going to enjoy. And they have this belief that, you know, it's always going to be that one or the other is going to enjoy it and the other person is going to go along with it. And they might feel that they're very different from their spouse, that they, you know, perhaps already have very different interests. And they don't believe they can actually find a common interest. But you need to do that. You need to know that you can find a common interest. And I'm going to show you some ideas today which to help you to do that. And I also get sometimes when I'm working with couples in through the Save Your Marriage program that I have, my personal coaching program, or um, in just in, in consulting with them, I often find that uh, one of the one of the people in the relationship is resistant to it because they think, all right, well, if I'm going to have to develop or if I want to develop some shared interests with my spouse, maybe that means I'm going to have to give up doing what I enjoy now. And that's something you need to get over as well. Well, one example is a guy who likes going, say, fishing with the boys. And if you raise the whole idea of maybe developing shared interests with his wife, often people like that can be a bit resistant and say, oh, that means I'm going to have to give up fishing with the lads, which I really enjoy doing. So you need to have a belief that you you're, that by having a shared interest, it's not going to mean you're going to compromise and you're going to have less enjoyment than you currently have. You've got to have a belief, have a belief that actually sharing, sharing a, something with your spouse is going to be the best sort of thing you can do. Because it's going to enhance not only your marriage, but your life. So you're going to benefit from it. It's not going to take anything away. It's important to have that, that mindset when you're looking for something that you can share an interest with with your spouse. And there's an important point to make here, and I, I hinted at this at the beginning of this podcast, and that is one of the things I, I've really spent my time doing is observing what are the things that people in great marriages do, and what are the things that people in bad marriages or struggling or failing marriages do, and what's the difference, and what are the patterns. And one of the clear patterns that I have seen is that couples who are in great marriages, who have fantastic intimacy and communication and real love and passion for each other that might have lasted for years and only kept getting better rather than, than uh, declining, the thing that they do, one of the, th the things I've really noticed about them is they have shared interests and they have things they both love doing and they both love doing it together. So it's a very, very important characteristic, I think, or from what I've seen, of a great marriage. So and it's something that people who are struggling or who, who have marriages that, that are failing or that are, are not giving them what they want, they don't tend to spend much time with their spouse, with their partner. They don't have shared interests. They tend to be, lead very separate lives often. So it's, this is something you really want to look at, I think. Now, if you're still struggling with this whole concept of, of sharing more of your interests with your spouse or, or not knowing how you can create shared interests, then it's important to think about or, or to ask yourself the question, why are shared interests so important? 
Why is it so critical? Well, the first thing is that it gives you and your spouse time together. And you know, in this day and age where we've got all the pressures of family and our career or our work and maybe friends and other things, all sorts of things going on, the one thing that slides or the first thing that tends to go is the, t the quality time we spend with our spouse. You know, it really is one of the first things that goes. And often you can, you know, I meet couples and I say to them, when was the last time you actually did anything fun together? And the problem is, it's not that they don't want to, it's just that all of the other things seem to be a higher priority. And the problem is that if you don't make it a priority to spend time with your spouse, then the years are going to go by and you're going to turn around and there'll be nothing left. And I'm sure perhaps uh, some of the people listening might relate very strongly to that one. So that's the first thing about having a shared interest with your spouse. First thing about why it's so important, it actually gives you and your spouse time together. And the second reason why shared interest is so important is because what it does is it creates an opportunity for you, for you and your spouse to connect with each other emotionally. You know, when you're doing something that you enjoy, obviously what's happening is you're engaging your positive emotions, you're feeling good. So, and if you're doing it with your spouse, then you're able to communicate and engage with them in an emotional way and in a personal way where it's just fun. So it helps keep that emotional connection going with your spouse. And you know, that again is something I see with people whose marriages are falling apart, is they've, they've lost that emotional connection. They've lost that ability to have fun together and to spend good quality time together, if you like. So that's why another reason why shared interests are so important, because they give you the opportunity to do that. Now the third reason why shared interests are so important, and this is actually quite closely related or quite similar, is because what happens when, you, when you're together sharing a fun experience or, or a, if you like, a common interest with your spouse, is that you're creating a positive emotional link between your spouse and your good feelings. Now what do I mean by that? Well, there's a, and I cover this in great detail in my Save Your Marriage program, and I really show people how to use this in a very powerful way in their relationship. But what tends to happen, it's a technique that's sometimes called anchoring. And what that means is if you can imagine, if you're feeling good and you're with your spouse, there's, in, your brain tends to wire up those feelings of, or those good feelings, with your spouse. And what can happen in a very powerful way is if you keep reinforcing the, those positive feelings and relating them to your spouse, in other words, you're feeling good, you see your spouse. You, you're feeling good, you, you're with them. What tends to happen then is you're building up, if you like, almost like a bank balance of good feelings about your spouse. And so what can happen then is that you can just look at your spouse. Say you come home from a, a hard day's work and your wife and you see your wife. If you have a lot of good emotional feelings wired into your brain through having spent good quality time with them, by actually, even if you're not feeling good when you first see them, so perhaps you come home after a hard day's work, even if you're not feeling good then, by actually seeing them, it's going to change your emotional state and you will feel good. So this is a very powerful thing to know that the more positive emotion you can link between your spouse and what you're doing, the more it's going to create a positive overall 
atmosphere and environment in your relationship. So that's really important. And another reason why I think shared interests are so important is because what it does is it's a way of continuing the chemistry with your spouse and that emotional connection where after the initial attraction phase is over. You know, often people get into a relationship and, e and even into a marriage and it's, it's often built on that initial lust and, if you like, chemistry, that chemical attraction that we feel when we first meet somebody. And we might not have a lot in common with that person. But the more that we have in common with them in terms of doing other activities with them, the more we're going to be able to carry on those positive emotional feelings and those positive emotional connections with them when that sort of initial, if you like, uh, lustful chemistry phase has has changed. And that's what happens, isn't it, as a relationship matures? It does actually change. But you want it to change for the better. In, in other words, a continuing, deepening emotional connection, a positive emotional connection with your spouse. And the way to do that, a very powerful way to do that, is to share activities and th share things that you enjoy together. So I think those are some of the reasons why shared interests are so important. And and all of these things are going to mean you're going to be closer, you're going to be happier, your communication's going to be better, and you're going to have all of the all of the trust and the intimacy in your marriage that's going to make it a great one. Okay, so how do you find shared interests? How do you find things that you can do together? Because often people have lost that. They they no longer know what you know, people say to me, okay, well this is great, this shared interest thing, but but what can we do together? We seem to have different interests. Okay, well, there are, there are definitely things you can do to develop shared interests if you don't already have them or don't have many of them. Because even if you've got some shared interests, if your marriage isn't where, it wants, where you want it to be, you need to think, how can I find more shared interests? How can we find more ways to enjoy being together? Which is basically what shared interests are all about. So the first thing to think about is, what are you interested in? And it's a really useful idea to, to do a bit of a to make out a bit of a list of all of the things that you are interested in doing. And there might be things you're currently doing, but also put down there things that you possibly have thought that you would be interested in doing that you haven't tried yet. Acti and include activities and experiences and anything you can think of that you're interested in, in trying or you are already interested in. And then do the same thing for your spouse. And if you can do this together, obviously all the better. But if your spouse is a bit reluctant, uh, resistant to this idea, or if you, know, if, if you f feel that they're drifting away from you and your communication's not that great, then you can do it for yourself. And, you can, and so write down, what's your spouse interested in? What sort of things do they like doing? And what sort of things have they told you, maybe in the past, things that they would like to try? So make a list of those as well. And if you're looking about, and when you compare these two lists, see what, see if you can see any patterns of things where there is an overlap. Now, hopefully, there are going to be quite a few, but see where, where if you like, your interests meet, and that's a really good place to start in terms of developing common interests. Another place to look, or another place to think about, if you like, is Think back to the early days of your relationship, when you first got together. You know, were there things that you were doing then that you're no longer doing? 
were the things that you were really interested in together? Experiences that you shared, or you know, maybe activities, or even hobbies or interests. People people often get into marriage. Sometimes they're brought together by a common interest, by a common activity. Very often that happens, and maybe that couple carries it on for a while, and you know, then the family comes along and financial pressures and career, and they drop that interest that they shared, and then their relationship starts to um, crumble as well. So that's a really good thing to look at. What maybe there was, what were the things that you were interested? The sorts of things that you did together early in your relationship. Make a note of those as well. So when you've got all of these interests down, you might already see some things that you can start to develop together. You can start to, to, to build, if you like, your relationship through a common interest. But it's important also to look at the core feelings in those interests. So look at the lists you've created and say, what, what do they point to? Are there any particular... Uh, feelings or emotions or or um, core elements in some way that they point to that could give us some ideas for something new that we could try together. So I'll give you a bit of an example. Perhaps you know, perhaps you're a couple. Say the husband, and this is a, a bit of a stereotype and maybe a bit of a basic one here, but. So perhaps if you're the husband, perhaps you like golf, perhaps you like to play golf, and your spouse isn't too keen on that. But maybe your spouse likes to go out for walks, maybe she's a member of a, a, a women's walking group or a hiking group, or, or she likes to go out hiking. So what you can look at, you can think, what are the core elements of those two things? Well, obviously they both involve you being outdoors and being active. So maybe there's another activity or another hobby or sport, if you like, that the two of you might be able to explore together that you could both enjoy, but it's not golf and it's not hiking. So it could maybe something like sailing or in the winter skiing. So think about that and you might get some, get some ideas from that. Now another way to try and discover what shared interest you might have is to examine an interest from two sides. In other words, look at one interest from more than one angle. And what I mean by this is maybe there's something you could get involved with, the two of you could get involved with, where you take on different but complementary roles. So it's around the same interest, if you like, but you're doing different things within that that are going to be more enjoyable for each of you. And I'll give you a good example. I know of a couple, and, and the husband is very, very passionate about gliding, you know, flying. And he, and he loves it, and he... He flies on the weekends, and he's, he's, become, he's become a gliding instructor. So he's teaching gliding, and he, and he absolutely loves it. Now, his wife doesn't fly at all, but what she does, she's a, she's a fantastic organiser, and she's a wonderful people person, and she loves being with people and helping them. So she's actually become the secretary of the gliding club. And while he's out gliding and enjoying flying, and she's actually doing the organising of the flights for him and organi helping organise the membership of the club. And together, they're not only enjoying the, the gliding, um, sharing being together through the gliding club, but they're sharing helping to build the club. And they've got a common goal, if you like, which is not only to enjoy what they're doing, but to build the club and to get more members and to, and to, have more enjoy and to see people enjoy it more as well. 
So that's, if you like, the same basic activity, but from but they're within that they're doing completely different things, and they have, and it's a wonderfully connecting and uh, something that's wonderfully enhancing to their marriage by doing that together. So that's another thing you can do is look at maybe one interest or one activity from different angles and say, what could I do? What, how could I be involved in that in a way that I'm going to really enjoy by doing things that I really enjoy? So what you want to do is you want to come up with a list of all the things that you'd like to try. Maybe they're things you're already doing. But brainstorm a bit of a list and give them a go. If they're new things you've never tried before, give them a try. You're never going to know until you till you try, and there's, there's absolutely no harm in trying something once. And if you decide it's not for you, well, then you can move on to something else. So there's some ideas on how to find your shared interests. All right, now we want to get to the key elements I want to share with you, which is how can you really use shared interests to strengthen your marriage? And if your marriage is maybe crumbling, falling apart, how can you use shared interests in a way to bring your marriage back together and make it and, and make it richer and and uh, and healthy again, if you like. All right, well, the first thing to do is to make finding shared interests a shared interest. <laughs> so all of the things I've already, already talked about, about how to find shared interests, you want to make that an interest as well. You want to make that a bit of fun. You want to make that um, a priority, if you like, and something you're going to do. So have an interest in actually finding your interests. That's the first thing. And the second thing is to commit to having shared interests. Now, I've already said that shared interests is one of the key elements that I've discovered that mark a great marriage, a great relationship. So you've got to commit yourself to saying, I'm going to find some shared interests. And you can do this whether your partner's willing to do, willing to find shared interests with you or not. Perhaps if, maybe if they're already walking out the door or want to leave or say they don't love you anymore, you can still say to yourself, now I'm going to find some shared interests that we can share because I know that's a key way that I can rebuild an emotional connection with my spouse and save our marriage. So I'm going to make a commitment to finding it. And you know, sometimes people don't do this. They say, ah, oh, we're just not interested in the same things. I'll never find the, um, something we're interested in. So they don't even try. But you'll be amazed, if you, if you do some of the things I've already said about finding shared interests, you'll be amazed what comes out of it. And you, and you will find it. But you've got to make a commitment to keep going until you find some shared interests, because they're so important. All right, the next thing, when you've found your shared interests, and that's probably 80% of the battle, is actually finding your shared interests. Because what tends to happen, if you find something that you absolutely love to do or want to do, and you want to do it together, then actually finding the time to do it and actually doing it becomes much less of an issue because you want to do it, you're motivated to do it. So it's not a question of, of feeling obliged to do it or, or, or finding it a struggle, it's something you want to do. So the key is really to find some shared interest, to find what you really love to do and what your spouse really loves to do and a way to do that together and in a way that you are still both loving doing it. The next step, once you've found a shared interest, is actually to allocate an agreed amount of time per week that you're going to share that interest with your spouse. And you're going to make everything else a lower priority. As I said earlier, it's so easy to let other things be more important. And sometimes people, people feel guilty as well about enjoying themselves. You know, they think, 
oh, you know, how can I be out enjoying myself or how can we be out enjoying ourselves when the children need looking after or we've got, got the business to look after or our career or our job, you know. But you have to realise, again, those things are not as important as your marriage, as your relationship. Your marriage is the most important thing. And again, I have found that couples who have great relationships, one of the key things is their marriage is the most important thing in their life. But the other funny thing is when you make your marriage the most important thing in your life, your life is going to be so much happier. And when you're happier and your life runs more smoothly, you're able to contribute far more and in a far more, more in a far higher quality way to people such as your children and your family and your friends. You're also going to be more productive and creative in other areas of your life, such as your business or your career. So those are all the benefits from putting your relationship and your marriage first, and that's why having allocated time that is your sacred time, if you like, that you're going to spend with your spouse doing what you love to do is so vitally important. And the last thing to do, and the last thing you need to do is remember, you know, an interest is all about fun. This isn't something that you're that you should feel obligated to do. It's something that you should feel that you want to do, that you really enjoy doing. It should be a highlight of your week. So keep focusing on that and remembering that that's the whole purpose of it, purpose of it is to make it fun. Sure, it's a shared interest, and one of the purposes is to build your emotional connection with your spouse. But it is all about fun. So, you know, look forward to going through the process of finding out what you love to do and how you can do it together. And also look forward to the fact, or to look forward to realizing that when you can share it with the person that you love, then doing what you love to do is even more wonderful. All right, now, what happens if you're in the situation? You know, because obviously I've talked about shared activities, and, and that's all fine and good if you and your spouse are both on the same page, if you like, or if you know your spouse is willing to work with you to find shared interests. But what happens if they're not? You know, what happens in the situation when they're saying to you, you know, our marriage is over, and I don't love you anymore. Maybe I love you, but I'm not in love with you. That's a common, very common one. Or I just want to be on my own, or I want to be with someone else. You know, what do you do? if you want to develop some shared interests and your spouse is thinking those things. Well, remember, the first thing you need to remember is that when, if you can engage their emotions in a positive way, then that is really going to be one of the most powerful things you can do to get them back and reconnecting with you. And in my Save Your Marriage program, I go into this again in a very deep way about how to, how to reconnect emotionally with your spouse when they don't want to reconnect with you. But how can you really dig deep into their heart, into their feelings? So, you know, if your spouse is not willing to engage with you and to, to develop shared interests with you, there are things that you can do. And one of the most important things you can do, I think, is to, first off, focus on finding things that they're interested in and find a way for the two of you to be involved together where you're supporting them in their interest and you're showing them that you're supporting them in their interest but you're also enjoying it as well. So maybe let's look at the fishing example. You know, if your spouse, maybe it's your husband, is interested in fishing, you know, is there a way you can get involved in the local fishing club in some way? 
know, some some other way. Maybe you don't don't need to go out fishing with the lads, but is there a way you can get involved in that activity in a in a complementary sort of way? Remember, I talked earlier about the gliding club example. Or maybe you could plan a trip that incorporates what your husband likes to do. So if he likes to go fishing, maybe you could incorporate that into some some trip or or an event um, with something that you like to do as well. So look at ways where you can really focus on what your spouse is interested in and, and find a way where you can start to get involved in that by doing something that you're interested in as well. The second thing, which is, and this is really important, is not to put pressure on them over their interest. So the last thing you want to do is send the message, well, I know, for example, about fishing, I know you really like fishing and I want to save our marriage, and a good way to do that, I think, is if I can get involved in your fishing. If, now, what you're doing there is that you're sending the message that you're putting pressure on them, all right? And you're, you're also sending the message you're only really doing it because you think it's going to help your marriage. Now, if you do that, in other words, what you're really doing is putting your own needs and your own interests second behind theirs, if you do that, they're going to think, oh, they're, they're trying to make up or they're trying to, you know, they're only doing it for my benefit and they're not really interested. So it's, it's, it has an element or an air of manipulation about it, if you like. Now, you don't want to do that. You've got to find a way that you enjoy it as well. And that's why, as I say, even if you're looking at things from a different angle, at the same interest, but see how you can get involved in their interests, but don't put any pressure on them. But here's the thing. If your spouse can see that you're getting involved in something that they like, and you're doing it in a really genuine way, you, you're doing it because you want to get involved, because you're getting pleasure out of it. In other words, you've got positive emotional energy attached to it. Well, if you do that, then it's, that's going to be something they're really going to appreciate on a deep level. And they're also going to think, hey, perhaps we've got more in common than I thought. So they don't see it as you putting in an putting in an effort to your marriage because remember if that's probably not what they want they probably if they're over putting in and putting in an effort into your marriage that's not what they want but if they can see that you're enjoying doing something similar to what they're doing they're going to be able to see that that maybe there's more that you can do together so it could take a little bit of time but one of the keys is to see is to use some of these ideas and to see what are our shared interests. How can we really both be emotionally fulfilled and really happy doing something together? How can we find things to do together that are make us, going to make us both have a lot of fun? And if you can do that, that's going to be a massive enhancement to your marriage. So that's why I really can't overestimate the importance of shared interests. And as I said earlier, a lot of what I do when, when I'm helping couples through my Save Your Marriage program or other things is I show them these patterns. I show them what great couples are doing. And invariably, they're things that they're not doing. And this whole shared interest thing is, a, is an absolute key element of a great relationship. So if you want to save your marriage, if you want to strengthen your marriage, really look closely at the whole thing about shared interests and give some of these ideas a try. I think you'll find it very, very useful. So that's about all we've got time for. Thank you very much for joining me. I really hope you found this useful. 
If you want some more ideas on how to save and strengthen your marriage, I've got a very powerful free report, something you can get free from my website, growinginloveforlife.com. I really hope you'll take advantage and, and uh, look at that report that will really help you. It's called The Five Keys to Saving Your Marriage Now. And I look forward to sharing some more information with you in the next podcast. Bye for now.